If everyone will make your way to your seats, we will get started with our very first worship service of 2023. So if somehow you have walked in here this morning and no one has told you Happy New Year yet, I'm not going to be that person. So <laughs> no, Happy New Year. We're, we're glad as you chose to start your new year this way. That, there's nowhere else I would want to be than right here this morning. So we're glad that you chose that too, and uh, pray that you are encouraged and that this is the absolute best way possible to start um, a new year. Uh, We just have a couple of announcements as we begin. Uh, One I won't talk much about, but uh, just as an encouragement, because I think we all need those from time to time, I know Bill's going to talk about it. We uh, are beginning um, a new series next week, um, and it's really culturally based on the world that, that... exists now. And so it's going to be happening in some of our uh, Bible classes, our, our teens, as well as a couple of our adult classes, and then Bill will be preaching on those same subjects uh, starting next week. And for a, a list of those, you can see the, the article in the bulletin about that. Uh, he's titled that series, Stand Up, Stand Strong, and uh, just kind of some of the things that we're facing as a, as a world. And so we just want to encourage you to come and be a part of that. Uh, I think you'll be hopefully in, encouraged and, and prepared prepared for what it is and where, where it is that we find ourselves today. Um, I don't want to, would just encourage you to look at, at the prayer list on the, uh, the bulletin that you got this morning and do want to add one thing to that because it's something we've been praying for, someone we've been praying for for a very long time. And that's David and Jenny Wick's grandson, Eli Hodges. Uh, he, was supposed, he was scheduled for uh, his heart surgery in just a couple of days, uh, but he had a Jenny called me yesterday and had a bit of a runny nose and that means they had to do a culture and the results of that will come tomorrow and if it's allergies uh, then um, they'll move forward and if not it's another six weeks and so we just want to beg you to join us and they want they want us I know uh, the whole their whole family and, and, and has been this everything has been disrupted uh, because of what's going on. And as Jenny said, he's okay. He's, he's healthy and uh, he's, it's nothing pressing. And so if it has to be another six weeks, God will take care of him. And, and I'm, I was just uh, inspired by her faith. And I hope that you will join us in prayer for, for him and for, for their family as uh, they go through this. So I would encourage you to please join me, stand, and uh, let's begin our time together this morning in prayer. And then uh, we'll join with Rusty in worship to our Father in heaven. Father God, Lord, we are are thankful for this opportunity to be together, to encourage one another, to spur one another on towards love and good deeds, just like we are encouraged to do when we are together. God, I pray that we do that. I pray that this is not just a place where we come and check a box, an attendance record, and then leave, but that this would be the place where we find relationships, where we find hope. And where we find encouragement and love that we are pointed towards the cross and to your son. God, we are thankful for the example of the new year of new beginnings. And God, how you offer that new beginning to us on a daily basis, on a moment-by-moment basis, when we are willing to turn over our lives to you, to give you the ability to lead us, and when we are willing to be led. So we're grateful for just that representation of new beginnings. And 
God, we, we take that, we walk through that, and we are encouraged and thankful for those opportunities, for forgiveness and for walking in a newness of life. Lord, I pray that our worship would be encouraging to us and a wonderful sound to your ears this morning. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We praise thee, O God, for the Son of thy love, for Jesus who died and is now one of us. Hallelujah, and glory, hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, and glory, revive us again. We praise thee, O
What a great way to start the new year. We're glad you're here. And uh, one other announcement I wanted to make. There will, be not a, there will not be an evening service tonight, so uh, you can get together with friends or family and have fellowship or, or whatever. So uh, do not come to the church building tonight unless you make arrangements with other people. Uh, I did want to make uh, one announcement here, another announcement. As many of you know, Sharon and I moved to Palestine uh, back in mid-November. I uh, still can't find my ties, so that's okay. Uh, as a result of that, I feel that I can no longer serve as an elder here at West Irwin. Uh, it's just too far of a distance. Uh, I start a job in Palestine on Tuesday and just don't feel like I have the time or effort or energy or even should be considered as an elder. Uh, and Sharon will also resign her position as church secretary on January the 12th, because it's about an hour drive uh, from our house. So we're saddened by that. There's nothing against the church here. We love this church. We'll still be back from time to time. So don't treat us as visitors. Treat us as members. And, uh, but we will be uh, serving another church. And we love each and every one of y'all and uh, pray that you keep us in our prayers. Sharon and I met at the Kirby's home uh, 25 years or 26 years ago. We had Bible studies at the Craddock's home. And like I said, we were married here in this church, church building. Our children grew up here and were baptized here. They had great Bible teachers and people such as Velma Lemons, Janine Hughes, uh, the Blackstones, Danny Snell, and course Eric Thornton so we have many memories uh, as a family here at this church I've been a deacon here over deacon or an elder here over 18 years and have been blessed by that I want to thank each and every one of you for your fellowship love and support for me and my family I will continue to keep this church in my prayers and ask that you would do the same for us uh, the eldership and leaders of this church are strong, and God will continue to oversee this congregation. So we're in good hands, uh, not just because I'm leaving, but it's, I think we're in a good place, and uh, it's going to be a good year for this church. I'd like to read from Philippians 2, verse 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day and for this upcoming year, and we uh, see promise in this uh, upcoming year, and we know that you'll bless us and this church and, and our families. We ask that we, we have good health and, and that we can continue to spread your word, uh, not only as a church but as an individuals. Uh, we pray for each uh, ministry here at West Irwin, Lord, and pray that it will grow and continue to bring others to know you. And we pray that we will do our part in, in making this happen wherever we are, at, at, at church, at home, at work, wherever we may be. We ask that you bless us always. And we thank you so much for your plan of salvation, um, for your word, the Holy Spirit, and, and, and for all that you do for us. Um, we're grateful for the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross that continues to save us from our sins and that we can believe in you and, and trust in you and, and do the work that you've asked us to do and to be baptized and, and 
live a life that's Christian-like and that will be with heaven and with you uh, at the end of our time. Uh, we want to pray for those on our prayer and care list. We pray for the family of Dot White and her passing uh, away this last Thursday. Um, pray for Eli Hodges and his uh, surgery, and we hope that that happens soon. We know there's been some setbacks, but we pray that you know uh, what is best. We pray, pray for the uh, family of Susan Transier and, and their situation with her grandfather, and for Donna Wright's brother, Carol Henry. Um, we also ask for prayers for Lee Mink's mother and her fractured femur. We ask that you be with the, the ministers and staff here, Lord, that they will, uh, that you will bless them in every way, uh, that they will continue to teach the word uh, in season and, and in truth. And we just help us, Lord, to, to spread our wings and to spread your word and uh, to have a smile on our face and to continue to be up, upbeat and, and not down and to to get along with each other and no matter what race, color, creed, or religion, Lord, because we, we need to be the light of this world and, and that light has faded in, in many ways and only, only us can, through you, can uh, work through that. And just help us in all that we do, Lord. And we love you. We love this church and that's that you continue to be with us. And God us always. In Jesus' name, amen.
Because we also told those in my Bible class this morning that as a minister, I often do hospital visitation and there are times I will enter a room and I will look at that person in that bed and they really don't resemble much of the person that I remembered. Isaiah reminds us and he, he makes states this in chapter 52, Jesus Christ was marred beyond human semblance. The suffering and the pain and the agony and the beatings caused tremendous damage to our Savior. And yet he was willing to pay the price. Let's pray for the fruit of the vine. Father, again we come remembering that supreme sacrifice, that gift that God bestowed upon all humanity when he gave his only begotten Son, that he had purposed and planned from the beginning of time to, to come and to this earth, to live among us, to be an example for us, and ultimately to die for our sins. Help us, Father, to picture the soldier that took that spear and pierced his side and the blood came forth. May we do our utmost, Father, to walk in the light that the blood will continue to cleanse our sins. In the name of Christ we pray, amen.
And truly, God is awesome. He has great power. And his word directs our lives each day. And for that, we appreciate so much who and what he is. And he is so deserving of every gift that we could return uh, to him. And so now we pray for our offering this morning, knowing that it would go to good causes, that the work of the Lord will, uh, will do great things in our world. Father, we thank you for the opportunity of returning to you a portion of that that we've been blessed with. We thank you, Father, for the works that you've given West Irwin Church of Christ and for the far-reaching areas of this world that the gospel is being preached and souls are being brought to you. We thank you, Father, for the local works, our Benevolence Center, our Family Life Center, our Tuesday cooks, our sewing ladies, the list goes on and on and on of the many good works right here at West Irwin, our Caring Kitchen. So many things, Father, that assist and help uh, those less fortunate. And so help us to remember, Father, that as we give, these material things are used for great and wonderful purposes of growing your kingdom on earth. And so we ask your blessings upon our gift. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. If you're involved in that, you may be dismissed at this time. If everyone would help uh, stand, that'll help them get where they need to go. Words are hard in 23. <clears throat> I'll have to remember to do 23 when I sign everything now. It's always hard at first. Let's see if I can find the right note. Mm -hmm. I heard an old story how
So a word or two to David and Sharon Hammond and Sydney and Bailey and the rest of you can listen in if you like. Thank you. Thank you for years of service, for years of leadership, for years of ministry, and for the great example that you have been, and especially for the great friendship that will go on. Um, we love and appreciate you very much and wish you God's greatest blessings as you start the next chapter of your life. And want to tell you thank you again. Uh, David, I have worn a tie. I can still find mine. But I don't wear them much, as you've noticed. <laughs> yeah, I cut it. That's right. If you've ever been to the Trail Dust restaurant years ago in, in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, if you wore a tie in the evening, not during lunch, but in the evening, they would actually cut it off and would pin it up with the others. Um, but this one is a special tie that I wore specially today because it's taken from this great chapter of Matthew chapter 5, and it has the great verses on there that we are the salt of the earth, that we are the light of the world, and that we are to do good deeds in that world uh, so that others may see them, and not praise us, but to praise and glorify the Father who has uh, bought us and saved us and has given us this great victory in Jesus. Um, as, we, uh, as we think about this, uh, and we think about the day today, I want to say also, Happy New Year. Uh, what a great blessing it is to uh, bring in 2023 uh, with this church family. It is, a, it is a wonderful, huge blessing as we look at the opportunities that we have and opportunities because of God's great blessings, but also opportunities because of this community and this world's great needs. Sometimes we see those needs and we think, oh, things are horrible. But if we look at them with the eyes of Christ, we see those difficulties and what we see are opportunities to bring the love and word and peace and joy of Jesus Christ uh, to a world that desperately needs it. And as Eric mentioned earlier, that's the reason why we're beginning this series next Sunday, one week from today, uh, entitled Stand Up, Stand Strong, by a, uh, from a book by the same name. And it's going to focus on uh, the difficulties and the challenges and the opportunities that we see in our world uh, today. Uh, we'll begin next week by talking about Jesus, the justice, mercy warrior, and how when we capture that Christ-like vision, it changes everything. It changes everything. And if it, nothing has been changed, then we have to begin to wonder, have I really taken on the mission and purpose and values of Jesus Christ? And we look at our world today and we realize that if we are to do that many, many times in many, many ways, we're going to be in conflict and tension with the community and the world around us, sometimes even with our own family. How do we do that? How do we do that? Well, we stand up and we stand strong. We share and we get involved and engaged in that discussion. And we build on those relationships. But we do that out of humility, out of respect and consideration. But we also do that from a, a moment where we are able to engage them with the Word of God in these particular areas. And so we're going to be talking about media, social purity, the transgender questions, addiction, and so many other topics over the next couple of months starting next week. 
Jesus is the one who gives us the victory, as we sang. Jesus is the one who changes our lives. Jesus is the one who has made us salt and light in today's world. And it's a thrill and it's a a terrifying thing, but it's also a very joyful thing to be able to be a part of the mission of Christ in 2023, uh, Tyler, Texas, uh, America. It's such a great, great uh, blessing. And so it is uh, the new year. It is the new year. I, don't, I didn't see this, so I'm not sure that it actually happened or not, but I did read a little story this morning. I, Joyce and I were able to be in San Antonio for one night, quick trip to see Trans-Siberian Orchestra with, uh, with her brothers and sisters in San Antonio, and I surprised her to be a part of that trip at the last minute, and uh, so I scored a whole lot of points on that one, let me tell you, that worked out great. But we did get back late last night in time to see the second half of the last ball game. And it was so exciting. It was so exciting. And if you're watching it, then you know that it went right up until the new year, nearly. I mean, the new year in New York time. And so we didn't see the ball drop, but I got to see the last of the game. So it's priorities. <clears throat> and, uh, and, but I, as I was uh, watching that, and then we looked around to try to find... Uh, a, a good uh, New Year's Eve broadcast that was going to be Central Time. And so we ended up in the Nashville uh, uh, broadcast, whichever network that was on, and brought in the New Year that way. Uh, but I, I saw a story this morning that said that CNN missed the, uh, uh, the stroke of midnight and the countdown for the Central Time Zone. And so it just, it just made me realize, you know, we are all human. <laughs> Even the ones that have the brightest lights and the most preparation and the highest technology, we are all uh, human. And so Happy New Year, whether you actually saw the ball drop in New York or saw the uh, music note slide down in uh, Nashville or whether you just kind of uh, woke up this morning and noticed that it was 2023, Happy New Year um, to you. Happy New Year to do to you. And so today, I don't want to talk about New Year's resolutions. Although there are plenty of stories about resolutions and other goals that are quite entertaining. Here's one that I thought was um, a little bit maybe out there. 50-year-old Rafael Antonio Lozano Jr., who goes by the name, quote, Winter, says this, my name is Winter and my goal is to drink coffee from every company-owned Starbucks in the world. Now, some of you are sitting there thinking, I was wondering what my New Year's resolution would be, Bill, but you just gave it to me. (laughs) Every company-owned Starbucks in the world. I have, and this is what amazes me about this, I have pursued this goal since 1997. He's been working on this for 25 years. Most of us will make a few resolutions and we'll be done with them in about a week. 25 years. Winter has graduated. He graduated from UT Austin with a double major in philosophy and computer science. He's a smart guy. And is now 50 years old. And he resolved to visit every company-owned Starbucks in the world. He calls it, quote, Starbucking. That may be a new term for you when you go out and get Starbucks. And for the visit to count, he says, he drinks at least one four-ounce sample of caffeinated coffee from each store. (laughs) 
And many of you have believed this for a long time. If you're drinking decaf coffee, you're not drinking coffee. Well, apparently that's what this guy thinks. Because he said for the visit to count, he's got to have at least four ounces of a caffeinated coffee drink at that particular Starbucks. Um, He has a website and is on social media sites and has been featured in documentaries and news reports. And he's writing a book, but still looking for a publisher. (laughs) When he's not Starbucking, he works as a freelance computer programmer. According to his website, he is now up to, how many do you think in the U.S. and Canada? Any guesses? 3,000? 10,000? We're still too low. 31,000, we finally got too high. Well done, well done. He is now up to 13,778 U.S.-Canada stores, over 17,000 stores worldwide that he's been to. There are somewhere around, guess how many Starbucks stores, period? 35,000. Many of you are thinking, man, I wish I would have thought of that one. (laughs) 35,000 stores Uh, Although some of those are licensed franchises. Uh, You might wonder, has he been to Tyler? Well, actually, yes, he has. In fact, he was here earlier in December, first part of December. And he even went to the brand new Starbucks that's on Broadway right across from the mall. Now, some of you don't even know that that one exists. And he's already been to it. Pretty amazing. Like I said, I don't want to talk today about New Year's resolutions. But let's all commit today to just one. No, not visiting every Starbucks on the planet. But let's talk about this one today. Today, make one New Year's resolution to start over. Today, make one New Year's resolution that we can make as a group. And as individuals to start over. I don't know where in your life you need to start over. I don't know in what areas of your life you need to start over. You do. And so think of those areas in your life where you know you need to start over. And through Jesus Christ we have that opportunity today. It's not just because it's New Year's. We get that every single day through Jesus Christ. Every moment is a new moment to start over. It's a new opportunity that God grants us by giving us forgiveness and then wiping the slate clean and saying, okay, you are starting over. Whatever that is, whatever that is for you today, make one New Year's resolution To start over. We can start fresh each day because we serve the God of starting over. We can start fresh today because we serve a God who lets us push the reset button that you see up there. He allows us and even enables us to push the reset button and start over. It's what Eric shared at the very beginning. New beginnings. We have new beginnings. Every day, every year, every moment is a new beginning for us in the eyes of the Lord. Whatever your past is, whatever trouble you've had, whatever trouble you've caused, 
whatever, whoever you failed, wherever you failed and sinned against the will of God, today is an opportunity for you to start over. Today, make this one New Year's resolution to start over, to take on that victory in Jesus. As we gathered around the table and Davy reminded us of the suffering servant that makes all of this possible from Isaiah 52 and 53. One of the things, Davy, that you shared that I was especially touched by was Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane and asking the Father if there were other alternatives. And that was so beautifully stated. He asked, Father, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, what? Not my will, but yours be done. And the Father's will didn't change. In spite of Jesus' prayer, the Father's will did not change because it was about more than just the safety and health and well-being physically of His own Son. And so there were no other alternatives that day. There was only this one, to give His life on the cross for you and for me so that we could start over. What an incredible, incredible blessing. So some examples of those who received the opportunity to start over. Uh, One out of the Old Testament, King David. King David had a great opportunity to start over in spite of his horrendous and horrific sins, abuse of power, lust, sexual immorality, and adultery. Conspiring uh, to murder a man and then lying and pretending everything was okay. And yet David was allowed the opportunity to start over. The sinful woman in John chapter 8, John records that they caught her in the very act of adultery and they dragged her before Jesus, not concerned about her, not concerned about the law, but only with the desire to trap Jesus and to make him look bad and to discredit him. And yet it's in that wonderful story in John 8 where Jesus plays a little bit in the, in the dirt and then he says the one who is without sin can throw the first rock because the law says to stoner and Jesus says to be merciful. The leaders thought they had him. They thought they were going to force him to choose between either observing the law or being merciful. And yet Jesus found a way to be faithful to both. And this woman was given an opportunity to start over. And after everyone had left, it was just that woman and Jesus. And Jesus asked her, where where are your accusers? And she says, I have none. And the one man who could have thrown the rock that day, the one man who could have accused her did not. Instead, Jesus said, well, I'm not going to accuse you either. But go your way and leave your life of sin. You have a chance to start over today. Make good use of it, Jesus told her. There was a man who came to Jesus. He was very wealthy. Uh, He was a young ruler. He was in a position of authority, Uh, faithful Jew. And he comes to Jesus, and he's just wanting to kind of pat himself on the back. And he says, well, uh, what do I have to do to get to heaven? And Jesus tells him, well, you know the laws, the thou shalt and the thou shalt nots. And the man says, well, I've kept all of those since I was a boy. And then Jesus tells him the one thing that he needed to change, the one area of his life where he needed to hit the reset button. Well, you got this problem with materialism and greed, my friend. 
So let's attack that one head on, shall we? Go home and sell everything you have and give to the poor and then come and follow me. Jesus gave this man an opportunity to start over. To change those values from the world that he lived in to the values of the God who created him. But the man did not take advantage. And he went away sorrowful. Jesus called a couple of tax collectors, went by their homes even. Matthew to be an apostle. Zacchaeus, uh, another tax collector. This wee little man that climbed up in the sycamore tree as the kids sing. And as Jesus was talking to them both, he gave them the chance to start over. Because for them, they were involved in dishonesty, probably greed. They had zero reputation for being good men in the community. And yet Jesus goes to Zacchaeus' home and uh, gives him the chance to start over, and he does. He says, look, I'm going to make it right with anybody that I've defrauded. And I'm going to give away much more than I have to to make that right. And then Jesus goes to Matthew's home, and Matthew the same. And, and Jesus calls Matthew to be one of his 12 apostles. We think of all of those apostles, really. Peter denied him. We think of Judas, who betrayed him, and Judas himself. We don't think about this very often, but Jesus gave him every chance in the world to start over. To not do this deed that he had set himself up to do. Judas rejected it. We think of Saul of Tarsus who became the Apostle Paul. And this man who was responsible for all kinds of punishment and uh, hurt and perhaps death on those who would name the name of Christ. And yet Jesus reached out to him and gave him the chance to hit the reset button and to start over. The two men that buried Jesus, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, one of the things they had in common is that they were both members of the Jewish ruling council that condemned Jesus to death. Although scripture says they didn't agree with the decision. Jesus gave them the chance to start over. And so when it was time for Jesus to be taken off the cross and buried, it was those two men who did that. And then, of course, that thief on the cross that Luke talks about. Jesus, remember me when you come in your kingdom. And Jesus telling him, today you'll be with me in paradise. Jesus gave him the chance to start over. The same way he gives it to us, by dying on the cross. It's just that this man had the, the view right beside him. And Jesus had not died, and the church had not begun, and the resurrection had not happened, and uh, repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus Christ had not been preached yet. But this man, like the others... That Jesus encountered during his lifetime, he forgave. Because this man was willing to start over. Even though he had very little time left. What are some areas that we need to start over? Some examples for us. Well, praying, reading the Bible, uh, going to church. We get all of those. All of those are kind of givens. We understand that. There's some who may be watching online who can be here this year. Perhaps that's a resolution you can make today. Others who cannot be here, and we understand that and what a blessing it is for you to be connecting with us through the wonders of 21st century technology. You can be a part of this Bible class. You can be a part of the upcoming sermon series. You can pray every day, often. 
And be engaged in the word of God every day. Perhaps we need to be encouraging others more or work on the relationships with our loved ones. Perhaps sharing God's love and word with others. Seeking out those in your circles that you go to school with or that you work with or that you're connected with through family ties or community ties. To seek to build a relationship with them. We can share God's love and word with them. But specifically, it's about following Jesus. That's what it is, isn't it? As we think about starting over, we have the opportunity today to start over and following Jesus. So what does that look like? Well, here are some steps in starting over. First of all, repent. And the word repent means change. It means change. It means to do what we're about to sing about in just a few moments. And that is to decide to follow Jesus. To make that decision to follow Jesus. Whatever the cost, whatever it takes, whatever it means. To repent in such a way that we change our lives, we change our values, we change our purpose. And take on the purpose of Jesus. Take on the forgiveness of Jesus. Take on the call of Jesus to seek and to save the lost. To serve rather than to be served. Repent, first of all. Secondly, renew. Renew. And really, this stage is where we just accept the forgiveness of Christ. We accept the forgiveness that He has offered and that we have, by the response of faith, received. We accept that forgiveness just like Peter did, and it was hard for him, and we know that. Jesus took him by the side, and I see him putting his arm around him and going through that series in John 21 where he renews his relationship with him and his call to ministry. We see it in Saul of Tarsus, the Apostle Paul. We see it in all of these that we have talked about. Think about Zacchaeus and Matthew. For Jesus to come to their home and to show them that kind of worth that they meant that much to him and for them to be able to accept that, to renew, to repent first of all, to renew, and then thirdly, to reconnect. Today is a great opportunity, the very first day of 2023, To determine today, I will reconnect. I will reconnect with the church. I will reconnect with the word. I will reconnect with my brothers and sisters in Christ. To recommit, to re-engage, to recharge yourself and others. That's what it means to reconnect. To be committed to that engagement and participation and relationship. So that they can gain from you and you can gain from them. Repent. Renew, reconnect. That's the way we start over. And so a few things before we close. First of all, it's never too bad. (laughs) It's never too bad. I think sometimes we look at our lives, and I've talked to many people like this, and they say, you know, Bill, you don't understand the sin that I've got in my life. You don't understand the places where I failed God, where I failed other people and hurt them deeply. I can't start over. Well, my friend, yes, you can. It is never too bad. 
If you think it's too bad, then go back and read that story of David again. Go back and read about Saul of Tarsus. Go back and read about how Peter denied Jesus three times after being warned and emotionally, vehemently denying that he could ever do that. It's never too bad. Secondly, it's never too late. It's never too late. We think of that thief on the cross. He had just a few minutes of life, perhaps. But it wasn't too late. And it's not too late for you. It's not too late for us. Whatever stage we're in, if God grants us just one more day, it's not too late. It's not too late. Thirdly, it's never too early. <laughs> it's never too early. You say, well, Bill, you know, I, 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 think, I think this year I'm going to follow Jesus. This year I'm going to recommit. This year I'm going to re-engage. But I, I'm not going to do it right now because it's too early in the year. I, I'm going to see how the year plays out first. <clears throat> it's never too bad. It's never too late. And it's never too early. Today is the ideal time for you to be baptized into Christ if you've never done that. Today is the ideal time. For you to pray in your heart right now, dear God, help me to have the strength and the courage and the perseverance to recommit, to reconnect, to re-engage. I have decided to follow Jesus. If you have today, and we can help you come as we stand and sing this great song together. I've Praising Jehovah. Hallelujah. And then we'll have a prayer.
pray. Our most gracious and loving Heavenly Father, we recognize you as our creator. We thank you, Father, for all the blessings that you have given us, and we ask that you'd forgive us of our sins. As we realize today is the beginning of a new year, let us also realize how we've been blessed all through our lives up until this day. And it has, we pray now that as we have, as always, this opportunity to start over, that we would do that, that you would bless us and bless this congregation in this coming year. We thank you so much for the ways that you have blessed this congregation. Father, we realize that we fall short, but we pray that in the in this coming year that we might look for opportunities to serve you more, that our faith would be stronger, and that you'd give us the wisdom that we need to approach our family members or our friends and be able to convince them that what we have comes from your son and that they need him to open the doors of heaven for them. Thank you for this blessed assurance that we have of heaven if we would but do your will. This we pray in your son Jesus' name. Amen.